I want you to train me. All right, I need somebody solid, and who else better to go to? All right, you at least owe me that. I can tell the way you talk. You've been to school, you know, so I figure you got some brains. Why would you want to pick a fighter's life when you don't have to? If Apollo was around, he would tell you that too. Well, he ain't around. I've been fighting my whole life. I ain't got a choice. It's always about a choice. I was in the ring. I saw how it went down. That fight should have been stopped. I should have stopped it. Maybe he wanted to go out like a fighter. Maybe he did exactly what he wanted. I think he'd rather be here talking with you. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Rotten Potato Podcast, a podcast where four friends sit down and review movies that you absolutely should have already seen. My name is Zach, and I'm here with three of my best friends. I'm Tyler. I'm Scott. I'm Jake. And I am Zach. And Still I'm a, Zach. I'm a little, I'm, I'm happy and I'm sad. I'm happy, Scott, that you played the dialogue that I asked you to play, because mm-hmm. that's not always a given. <laughs> um, but I... Wanted to ask if we could do the Rocky Horns instead of our theme song. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to do that. Oh, you did. I could have made that happen. I know. That, yeah. I mean, it's my bad. I expected you to do that anyways after Zach asked. Because I, I was thinking about introducing a new bit sometimes. Because, you know, sometimes we ask you for a particular clip and you decide, uh, 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 like, differently. Unilaterally. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we don't. And it's just not the, the clip I would have picked. So I, I thought it'd be fun to, you know, just say what we would have picked. Versus what we got. But oh. We got exactly the yeah. normal thing this but time. We did. Which was, Scott, like, I, still found a way to, like, not give me what I wanted. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> I just did what yeah. Zach asked. Because, like, now I don't get to make fun of you for it, though. Oh. And yeah. now, I, now I look like an idiot for bringing it up, honestly. <laughs> Jake, well, Jake and I did theorize, though, what Scott would pick instead. And I said um, some dialogue from when uh, Creed and, and his girlfriend are getting some cheesesteaks. Oh but yeah, maybe that, y- that you would think that pretty that's pretty vital. Yeah, yeah. I, I texted Zach on the side because I wanted to make sure this wasn't like mean or rude. I'd be like, would it be like mean if I said this about Scott? And he's like, no, I don't think so. Uh, maybe not though. Well, oh, yeah. this I thought you yeah. were about to say something. No, yeah, that's some no. new. No, sorry, yeah. that was the sorry, the setup the, 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 the new the new bit that I was proposing. For no, I think that's a fun bit. Yeah, because I deliberately don't do what you guys ask most of the time. Yeah, yeah. no, it's true. And um, I probably would have picked something where he kept calling him Unk. Yeah. 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 Just Unk, Unk a couple times and then yeah. cut it just, off right uh, there. Or I uh. might have just pulled back like Jake's like uh, snorting noise. Because <laughs> that kind of sounds like Creed saying, I got to take a crap. And then just, uh, just that. Yeah. That was I, what I was thinking was I got to <laughs> take a crap. What I really would have liked would have been just a clip from a completely different movie. Like maybe like Rocky four, like mm. Yvonne Drago, like if he I dies, did it for he me. Dies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I did fun. it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a lot like your Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. <laughs> They're the same person. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Dolph, Dolph yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and Arnold, same person. I'm just finding out right now that they're different. <laughs> Speaking of Dolph and Arnold Schwarzenegger, did you guys see that they're making Expendables? And that it's, that's already out in theaters. Yeah, but the thing that shocked me was when I saw a commercial was that Megan Fox and Fifty Cent are in it. Oh, yeah. really? I thought that the pitch was like old action stars. It 
Yeah, they How are. Did Megan Fox cent? in Fifty Cent get in? <laughs> I mean, she was she was Transformers. in Transformers. I mean, that's as yeah. old of an action movie. Well, yeah, as, and uh, for actresses, it's as old as the first Expendables. I uh, think <laughs> I think the bar for what constitutes as old in Hollywood is is younger for actresses. Yeah, yeah that's so true. She that may true. count. Yeah. How about what about Fifty Cent though? Uh, yeah. How old is he? I think he's just expendable in real life. Mm. <laughs> he, he didn't know when he was shot up like for nine him. times or something. <laughs> yeah. He's been shot a few times. Like he lives the movies in real life. I, uh, I, I thought you meant he's just expendable as a human being. That's what I thought too. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought you meant too. Uh, like we don't need him. But we all, we all kind of accepted that. And I don't like know what that says about us. All he can us. get is expendables at this point. Expendables yeah. four. Yeah. Uh, but what do you guys think the conversation between like, Megan Fox and Sly was like on set. Well, I heard that <laughs> I heard that the new Expendables doesn't have Sly. Wait, really? Yeah. No, I, he, I believe who he's is in Sly? It. Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Oh, I will say uh, <laughs> I rewatched uh, Guardians three pretty recently, uh-huh. and uh, you know it it really is like I in my head canon sometimes I give Sly a little bit of a short shift that he's in real life maybe as dumb as Rocky Balboa, but he's definitely not. He's actually a pretty good actor. He can, he, he just plays the part too well. I don't know if I would say he's a good actor, uh, but I don't think he's as dumb as Rocky. <laughs> well, uh, I'll agree with you on that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. It, I, I'm excited to get into is Rocky a good actor? Cause I think this movie might, Prove otherwise. Is Sylvester Stallone is Sly, a, good, is Sly yeah. a good actor? No, is Rocky a Rocky good actor? Rocky is definitely a bad actor. We've seen that in one that of the Rocky true. Rocky movies. 2. Yeah. He's pretty bad in that commercial. He's, he's very bad actor. Um, yeah, but I, <laughs> I think Sly might be a good actor at times. Well, let's... So. let's uh, what's uh, Who was a late bloomer to this? Um, I, I me. Was. Oh, both you guys. Okay. I had actually seen the first tiny little bit of this movie and then wasn't in the mood. So. Gotcha. Well, before we get too much further, Zach, why'd you pick this? Um, I picked this movie for a few different reasons. So um, the Rocky franchise is a special franchise to me. Um, and it's special to me because it's really special to my dad. And um, these were movies. They're his favorite movies of all time. Um, and he showed them to my brother and I when we were really young. And uh, I could just tell, even at that age, how excited he was to show it to us and how passionate he was about them that I got excited for them, even if they weren't my favorite movies as a kid. Um, And so watching them with my dad was, was, it it holds a special place in my heart. And then when Creed, when this movie came out back in, I think 2015, I believe is when it came out. I was really excited. We were all really excited. I saw it with my dad and my brother. I, I, I have seen this one and Creed two with, with my dad in theaters. Um, and so they're special movies to me. Um, I'll, I'll admit there is a little bit of uh, warrior redemption with this one as well, <laughs> um, because Kate and I were rewatching all the Rocky and Creed movies uh, leading up to Creed three. And I think that I watched Creed this one, the day before we were set to record warrior. Mm. And I think I texted you Tyler and I was like, I, should have picked Creed. This movie is. <laughs> yeah, you did. I agree that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like warriors a lot still, but I was like, this is a much better film. Um, but then also like, I just think that this is a really good 
movie. Um, and every time I watch it, I think I'm just even more impressed with how good it is. Like I, I genuinely think that this is a really fantastic movie in a lot of ways. Um, and I think that, I think that like there's a lot of movies where if you like have a Venn diagram and you have like excellent film that's not necessarily all that enjoyable to watch, you could put like Raging Bull in that movie. And then on the other side, not excellent film that's a lot of fun to watch, Rocky 2 through 4, essentially. Um, I think Creed is like right in the middle where it's like I think it's an excellent movie that is really, really enjoyable to watch. And I think that's really hard to do. Um, and so... I think that even like take my nostalgia out of it. I think this movie deserves to be done on the podcast because I think it's a really good movie. And I, bef- I, sorry, before we get into like, I, I'm excited to hear all your guys' takes, but I'd love to hear like your guys' relationship to the franchise itself because I do feel like that plays a part in how you experience the movie as well. Well, I was I was just about to ask you just for clarification because you said you know movies that maybe aren't excellent but a lot of fun to watch like Rockies two through four. But we're all agreeing that Rocky Balboa is equally not fun to watch and bad, right? I never saw Rocky. You Balboa. know, I, I kind of I forgot about. I actually really like Rocky Balboa. I think it's better than Rocky two, four, and five. I think it's way better than five. I mean, they're all better than five. They're all better than five. I don't know if I've seen a Rocky after four. Yeah, there's, t- there were, there's two, two more. Of them. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah, because that was when he was old man, right? Like he was pretty old in five, and but not as old no. as what in Creed. Yeah, five, well, five it's, came it's, out. It, it's on the pretty t- concurrent to Creed. Like Creed and Rocky Balboa seem to be fairly contemporary movies. I They're about the same time. There's only life. nine years between Balboa and Creed, whereas I think Rocky Five was an early '90s. Yeah, maybe late '80s. Yeah, that I think that was the one where I was like, ah, I can't watch an old man do this. Like, I just, I'm not going to buy into this at all. Rocky five was, he was training machine gun. Kelly. Kelly. No, <laughs> no. It was machine gun. Tommy. It's Tom, Tommy gun. Tommy gun. That's yeah, what it Tommy was. Gun. Tommy machine gun. gun. Tommy. Tommy gun is such a cool name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, he was training Tommy gun in uh, Rocky five. That's his, it was his adult son, right? No, no, no. That was Rocky Balboa was where okay, he's dealing. That's with the, the only one son. I've seen. That's why I feel like Rocky Five. Not out of all of them. Oh. Out of, <laughs> I was, I was, I've seen one through four. Yeah, but that's the only you never extra saw one. five. Right. Yeah. Never saw five. Wait, sorry. So he's not fighting in Rocky Balboa, or he is fighting. He fights in all of them except Creed. On. Okay. Yeah, he does fight yeah. in Rocky Balboa, and you're right. It is ludicrous because okay. it's like an old man against a young man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it it makes sense in the movie, kind of. So. Uh, I'll, we'll go around, I'll, I'll answer your question, then we'll, we'll jump, we can all answer your question, then we'll jump into just the facts. Uh, my relationship to, to these movies, to this franchise, uh, is really similar to yours. Uh, me and my stepdad really bonded over, um, it was Indiana Jones and Rocky. And he also had Godfather, but I just, I really didn't like Godfather. He loves him, I, I really didn't like him, but I did like Rocky. And uh, so we would watch those together quite a bit uh, over the years. And it's just, you know, the franchise has just become kind of, you know, even important in my own personal story. Like I have at times in my life, like derived a lot of inspiration and motivation from the Rocky story. And uh, so with Creed, you know, I was initially pretty hesitant and, uh, 
but I'm I I love this extension of the franchise, and I I I really like how they're handling it personally. All the Rockies were underwear movies. Like if a Rocky's on, you nice. watch. Rocky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's at like, the top of the yeah the I, priority tier. I think um, they're all great. I understand that's probably not rated the highest, but I really liked four. Four is my personal favorite, but uh, I understand like the one with like um, what's his name, Clubber Mr. Lane. T. Mr. T yeah. was like beloved. I never can when I first watched all these movies, like he lost. Right. And mm-hmm. like, so I didn't like that one as much. And so I just never connected with it as much. Like I liked this one cause he like overcame. Yeah. But yeah, every Rocky movie is an underwear movie. They're all on the list. Cool. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I have a question about underwear movies. I was just thinking <laughs> about, uh, do you think like one is your dad still do the underwear TV? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We still, I, every Saturday I drive down there. So do you think like if I just sh- if I just showed up to your parents' house, uh-huh. walked into the living room, dropped my pants, obviously kept my underwear on, uh, and just sat down on the couch, your dad would be cool with it. Yeah, if I was there, like we should coordinate that then. Yeah, because honestly, it sounds like a dream. Uh, but we, we have a rule where we allow like guests to come in and drop trowel with us. Uh, but you, uh, but you, the you other sign me. In. <laughs> yeah, like the other person <laughs> has to be there. Sign you so in. like I. I wouldn't drop trow with one of my dad's friends without my dad yeah. being there. Yeah. But, but if my dad was there, like I'd drop trow. But yeah, you're, and you're, the same. your dad wouldn't wouldn't vouch for me, is okay. what you're saying. <laughs> couldn't. Couldn't. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's okay. against the underwear rules. I, yeah. I've known your dad for a really long time. Were these rules like, like out of the gate or was it like trial and error? Like it when was your dad's tra- friends yeah, there showed was some up. really bad Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like watching Die Hard 3 with yeah, one of your dad's Yeah, like our buddies. neighbor just came in. I was just home alone. My neighbor came in the house with nothing but his underwear on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, like, and he's like, I know it's Saturday. Throw but TNT on, like, Die Hard's on. <laughs> I'm like, maybe we're going to underwear on our by ourselves today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that's smart. So now it's chiseled in stone. It's hanging in my parents' room. Uh, oh, well, and, that's and why I don't know the rules. I don't really walk into their bedroom. No. <laughs> no, the rules are chiseled in stone in the bedroom. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, I'm saying yeah. That's why I don't know the rules. Oh, the, you're right, I've been right. to their house. Right. But you. But I yeah, don't right. go into their bedroom. Yeah. 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 Uh, that would be weird. It, less weird than. It would be more weird than me <laughs> just coming in and taking my pants off. It would be uh, me walking into their bedroom. I disagree. I disagree. I, I feel yeah. like pants off would be more weird. Yeah. I, here, here's the thing, though. Know. Pants but, off in their bedroom, top tier weird. <laughs> 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 Top tier weird. Uh, I don't want to cut that. Uh, <laughs> Jake, what was your relationship to the Rocky franchise? I feel like I have a less strong relationship to Rocky than you guys. I like Rocky. I it, I feel like it's one of those things that I don't, I don't really remember the first time I saw it because I feel like it's just, I've always, I have always seen Rocky because I don't remember I was too young or whatever. This is on TV. It's very popular and my dad and my mom both like it. So I feel like I've seen them all. I don't know if I've ever really sat down and watched them. I feel like I've seen them all on TV and I've seen like through the whole movies, but they kind of blend together for me, which, which Rocky is, which, but I always enjoy them. Like if, if it's on, I guess I don't really flip through channels anymore, but if I'm at my parents' house or whatever, and they're flipping through channels and it's on, I'd be like, Oh cool. Rocky. Uh, but yeah, I like them, but it's, it's not anything I'm like super attached to. Scott, why don't you hit us with a little bit of just the facts? Yeah. So this was directed by Ryan Coogler. Written by Ryan Coogler and Aaron Covington. 
uh, released November 25th, 2015, runtime of 133 minutes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 95%. IMDb gave it a 7.6. So a little disparity there. Um, box office of 174 million on a budget of 35. So that's a 5X. Uh, did not win any awards, but it was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Stallone. Yeah, and you said he's a bad actor. Yeah, you said that. He, he meant that like a... Uh, I stand by it. Like he's a bad guy. Like he's doing crimes and stuff. He's a bad actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what okay. did you mean? The same. I meant like he's like a good like oh, dramatic me, performer. You mean because this is a On movie film. podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Sometimes I, I get lost in what we do. Yeah, I think that's what that happened when you were talking about 50 Cent being expendable. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, 50 Cent's been shot nine times. Scott shot him five of those times. <laughs> Scott's also a bad actor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not in the sense that he is a bad performer. performer. So Scott's, Scott's one yeah. of the yeah. best thespians I know. Yeah. Mm. But he's just, uh, he acts in bad faith. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah, he, he, he's the one true. who put the blood is on that, the sand. <laughs> is that how you know that Sly's a bad actor? Are you, <laughs> yeah, well, committing these you know, crimes together? Sometimes, like, you know, when you guys aren't available, Sly like, shot I'll have fifty said the other four times. Yeah. But Scott is Scott knew Sly well enough to commit crimes, but not well enough to know that people call him Sly. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Well, you yeah, know, his he, real friends do don't him? call him. His Sly. friends don't call him. That. What do you yeah. call him? I, I, well, I can't say it on the pod. Uh, <laughs> I have to bleep it. It's offensive. That's his crime name. <laughs> it's it's offensive. Offensive. Um, I know because like when you guys aren't available, like I normally call over a few friends and we play Risk and yeah. Sly is one of the guys. Danny. Yeah, Danny, Sly. Oh, so did 50 Cent get shot in a Risk dispute? <laughs> well, that's how I know he's a bad actor. It's like anytime like we have like agreements or like anything, like he's always going back on those agreements. Oh, so he's you. Yeah. To play Risk with. It takes a bad actor to know a bad actor. <laughs> okay. Zach, you had obviously seen this movie before. What do you think watching it again? I thought it was great. Um, I I loved it. I knew I was going to love it. Uh, I almost called this episode off. I tried to. I had a yeah, I was pretty, pretty stressful couple weeks with the kids. Just a lot going on. And I looked at the calendar and realized I had like two weeks to watch five movies. I was like, <laughs> that's just not going to happen. Um, but I found the time and I'm really happy that I did because I love this movie. I uh, obviously had seen it before too, and and to be honest with you, I forgot how much I liked this movie. Um, watching it again, I I was really, I I had I was like had an ear to ear grin the entire time. Uh, I felt like all of the nostalgic nods were handled super well. Like I loved so much the music in this movie. Um, you know when he's in like the the training montage and it's like at the very end he's running down the street with the ATVs chasing him and it's like this great mashup of like this great hip-hop beat then it like transitions into the like rocky fanfare that was like so typical of of the montages in all the movies in all the rocky movies and I thought that was done like flawlessly like it, it put an ear-to-ear grin on my face uh I liked it a lot I like Ryan Coogler a lot uh, and man, Michael B. Jordan is just so friggin' charismatic. He is so good. That is maybe my biggest takeaway from the, that was what yeah. I was going to say mostly. Yeah. Just so, so, so much charisma. Well, let's jump into your take. What do you think watching it for the first time? Yeah, I liked it. I, I watched this on a plane and actually the first time I tried to watch it, I tried to watch it on a plane. Mm. And so it's funny that seven years apart, 
Creed was still on, uh, still on the plane. Um, it's that influential, man. Yeah. But I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really enjoyable to watch. I think Michael B. Jordan is just so charismatic. I really like uh, Tessa Thompson as well. Um, and it, I was just, it was really fun to watch. It was honestly, it was a better movie than I was expecting it to be. I think uh, I thought I was going to enjoy it, but maybe think, oh, this isn't the best movie. But I, I liked it a lot. Uh, I think. I don't know if we're getting ahead of ourselves. I, I kind of didn't like the way they chose to end it just because it, I know it's not, you know, Rocky's not a name, but this is a Rocky movie. I expected a, I expected a big triumphant win at the end of the movie, but he doesn't always win. That's, yeah. He's yeah, lost that's in true. other movies. I, that th- this might be where my relationship to Rocky fails me is that I feel like I just, because they all blend together. I feel like I remember him winning all the time, like, like losing and then winning. And that's how Rocky goes. Uh, but that it, but that's that is one of the things about Rocky that's that I, I think I personally love. But you're totally right. Like it's a interesting observation because all of the Rocky movies pretty much flow end to end into each other, uh-huh. and so they often do sort of start with a victory and then a, a defeat and then a rise to another victory or the inverse happens. You know, like yeah. because he's just constantly on this roller coaster. But each movie's cut out of that bigger story in such a way that it does make you feel like he's always triumphant, even Uh though he's not. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he, he lost it. Creed Creed one is like almost kind of like a repeat of Rocky one where they, they both go the distance, but neither one wins. Uh And I, I really like that because I feel like it would have been a little hard for me to believe that this dude who has only won 16 fights, I guess, up to that point in 15 of them being in Mexico could uh, unseat the heavyweight champion. I was thinking that as well when I watched the movie I, and I just thought, man, I wish maybe the stakes, I just wish the stakes were a little lower. Yeah. So that we could have ended on. A okay. It's, it's interesting that you say that um, I, I listened to a, a, a a podcast on this movie from a different movie podcast that I really like. There um, are no other movie. How podcasts. dare you? I'm sorry, but they, they had, some do you listen to our to podcast? Yeah, for, yeah, I do. From time to time, I do. Okay. I think Zach uh, is all of our listeners. Oh. <laughs> and our Patreon supporters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just setting up different pseudonyms wow. and, yeah. and paying $15. I don't that. know if you guys have seen the meme where it's like, where were you when my meme was only getting five likes? And Zach's like creating five accounts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, no, but something that I, I heard um, a critic say about this movie is that he felt like, um, and I think that, I think it's a fair critique, I guess, um, that this movie almost feels like two separate movies, and it could have been two different ninety-minute movies. Where one is uh, it, the the first movie ends with him after his first fight with um, I don't remember the guy's name. I think it's Leo or something like that. Uh, Tito or yeah, something. Tito, yeah. whatever it is. It's a the dude from Philly. Um, yeah. And then and then the next film would be him preparing to fight. Ricky Conlon. Um, and I don't hate that. I feel like it could have worked because this movie is really long. It's the longest movie in, in all of the Rocky films, like in the entire franchise. Um, and they do fit a lot into it. Um, and I feel like they pull it off as well as really possible. But I think that it, it could have been interesting to see this as two films. And so maybe that would have felt a little earned, more so earned, if, um, if we see him spending yeah. more time preparing for that fight. Because, no, I agree that if he won, I wouldn't have liked that. It would have. It wouldn't have been believable. But I just. I. I kind of just wished I had a, a different 
Feel, but just lower stakes, I think, is what I wished for. Yeah. Honestly. And that makes sense. Because even Rocky 1 was, it, you know, kind of lower stakes than than this was because this was an actual title fight. Uh-huh. In Rocky 1, it was just an exhibition match. Like, it wasn't, I yeah. don't even think it was really even for the belt, if I remember right. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, Apollo just needed, a, he needed to fight somebody. And so they're like, let's just pick somebody, basically. Um, yeah. Scott, where were your thoughts? Um, yeah, I love Michael B. Jordan. Uh, I think I have yet to see him in a movie that I don't think he, like, does excellent in. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> I know that one has a lot of hate around it. Um, so, I mean, it's better than the old Fantastic Four movie. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it got rated lower. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I feel like it was probably a little too long. Um, I thought there was a lot of great cinematography. I think Michael B. Jordan did excellent. I do like Tessa Thompson. Um, I thought it was there was so much. Um, like callbacks to other Rocky movies, which was a lot of fun. I wasn't a huge fan of the way they wrote him in with Apollo having an affair. Like, I, cause I don't remember that wasn't really a part of the, the Rocky movies. I didn't think it was. No, no. It, it seems um, believable of a pro athlete though. Yeah, sure. It wasn't that it didn't feel believable. It's just, he was such an iconic character who like, heroically like died and so you're like posthumously tarnishing yeah yeah it 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 felt almost like it it pulled some value from the older rocky movies because of of that to me um but i really enjoyed the movie had a lot of a lot of fun watching it um was rooting for him the whole time i didn't really feel like he lost even though he did like, I felt like there were so many victories within the loss. Um, yeah. That it was just like, yeah, he won. Like, so. He proved it to himself. Uh-huh. That was, I think, part of maybe why I felt a little bit frustrated was I don't, he didn't lose. He ran out of time is how I felt about, yeah. about it. And I was like, man. Saved by the bell. Yeah, like six more seconds and he wins this fight. And and that would have been really hype. But I think that's where the phrase comes from. I think so. Saved by the bell is from that exact scenario. I'm I I wouldn't be surprised. I, I've always made the assumption. I've never looked it up. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's a. It is kind of a brutal ending. But to be honest with you, I love it because you know after watching this, I'll confess that I pretty much you know within the last week, I I went back and rewatched Creed two and three as well because. I just got so fired up from watching yeah, this. It made me want to just start the entire franchise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've been fighting with doing Rocky again because mm-hmm. I'm like, I kind of want to save it, you know, for a little while. It's, it, you know, it was a couple of years ago since I've seen him, but I want to save it. But I, I had to watch Creed two and three again. And, and I'll tell you what, I think Creed two, uh, I think this is a great movie. I think Creed two might be like my personal masterpiece. Like I think it's really, I think it, Watching it again, I'm like, honestly, this is in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Wow, really? Creed 2? Creed 2, yeah. I heard Creed 2 was like higher rated than Creed 1. Is that true? Uh, no. No. It's not. It is no. not. Also, sorry. They've, I think I they've gone downhill that. for oh, each it's one. Okay. Did you have any more? Um, no. I don't know why I never got around to seeing this. When it first came out, I was super excited for it and just never saw it. Like, I wanted mm-hmm. to see it. Um. 
And then I think like I had, I was still kind of like remembering the Rocky five or whatever one that I saw that was just pretty bad. And I was like, ah, do I want to watch it? And so I just ended up never getting around to it. Um, and I'll say I'll hold off on watching Creed two. So if you want to pick it down the road, then we can do that too. Cause I, I haven't seen any of the other ones. I might pick it for next year. I just, yeah, it should be within range. I'll I think be honest. I, can do it. I don't think I will hold off on watching Creed two. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would support that decision. It's like we did, um, we did John wick two not that long ago. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch three and four. Sure. Yeah. Cause you know, you're yeah. already there. I'm not waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I support that. I, I, I would not want anyone to hold off watching something just in case someone might pick it in a year or two. I've done mm-hmm. that before with a movie that I kind of want to watch, but I don't want to watch that bad. I think John Wick one is available by the way. Cause I thought John Wick two was John Wick one. And that's the only John Wick I've seen is that one. <laughs> so I think, uh, John Wick four might be my favorite one. Uh, four was awesome. Yeah. Bill Skarsgård. Oh, such a good villain. And you know, that's the thing too. I think with this creed that I don't love as much is I don't feel as much like intensity from our main adversary. Yeah, I get that. And I think that I, I would agree with that. Um, it's, you know, not to just continually bring up this critic that I listen a lot to, Sean Fennessy, but he had said in, in the podcast that the Rocky movies really live and die by their villains. Yes. Um, which I think is, I think is really true for the Rocky movies. I think what I love about this one is I don't feel like the adversary is Ricky Conlon. I feel like the adversary is Adonis Creed. And I think that's why this is my favorite. It's, it's my favorite film of the entire franchise. Um, it, it feels like Creed, it, it's the emphasis is not on can he beat Ricky Conlon. It's can he overcome his personal demons? Can he live up, but then also like distinguish himself enough from the name Creed? Um, and he ends up doing that. Even if he doesn't beat Ricky Conlon, he ends up beating himself. And like, I think that's even alluded to when Rocky is, you know, having him spar against himself in the mirror. I was um, literally, as you were talking, I mean, it, it, it evoked that. So I think you're right. And so, yeah, like I, I agree that this is probably the least memorable villain of the entire Creed trilogy thus far. Um, but I feel like this has so much more of an emotional depth uh, that the other two don't that I really resonate in a lot of ways. Um, and I'm excited to, to kind of talk about Sly's part in that because I think the way that the, the, the role that Rocky plays in this movie, it, I love, I, it, it, this is my favorite film. Like it might seem like heresy to say, um, or heresy um, that this is my favorite film in the entire franchise. But I think that this is my favorite uh part that I've seen Rocky play. I really love coach Rocky. Um, Mm. and it feels really appropriate because I think previous films allude to like that. That's a role that he wants to play. Um, he clearly wanted to coach Tommy Gunn. Um, it's, it's evident that he wanted to pass something along to his son and it's, it pains him that like he doesn't really have that connection with his son. I think that's a really interesting relationship explored in Balboa. And so I think he finally has honestly something worth living for. Um, and 
I think that that's really compelling, um, and and I think it makes the whole cancer aspect of this movie really powerful. Is that like he finally is able to fit into that mentor, that coach relationship with someone who like wants it back from him, um, and I think that that's really powerful. And so that's why this one's my favorite one. Yeah, I mean, I will say I love their chemistry together, regardless of you know. I think you know, reasonable people can disagree about Sylvester Stallone's acting ability, but their their chemistry on screen together was so great. It was phenomenal. It was really good, and it's so interesting. Um, I think we have Coogler to thank for so much because it really sounds like Sly really had no interest in doing this. Didn't even think it was a very good idea to begin with, but then. Kind of made a piece with it happening, but didn't want to be a part of it. And Coogler really, it sounds like Coogler really had to talk him into doing kind of a lot with this movie, um, including the uh, the the plot point of Rocky getting cancer um, was something that Rocky wasn't really interested in either as well. And, and kind of bringing in Rocky Sly wasn't interested or Rocky. in getting cancer. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sly. Just, in my mind, they're synonymous. Yeah. Sly. Sly wasn't uh, interested in it. He, he didn't want to bring in that tragedy into the movie um, because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but like while filming, um, he lost his son. And his son was who played his son in Rocky V. Um, but Kugler was able to kind of talk him into the and, and encourage him to channel that pain that he had into the role. And Kugler, I think, was able to really um, commiserate with Rocky over that because Kugler had also recently just lost his father as well. And it was cool to hear, like, Tyler, how important these movies were to, like, your relationship with your stepdad. And I feel very similarly in it. From the sound of it, it sounds like that uh, Ryan Kugler had a really similar um situation with his dad that these were really uh important movies to him and his dad mm. uh they were movies that he would that ryan's dad would show ryan before ryan was getting ready for like an athletic game or something like that and then movies that ryan's dad would watch routinely with ryan's mom as she was i think that she was battling cancer um mm. it might not be cancer it might be some other illness that she eventually died of. Um, and so these movies are also very personal to Ryan. And I think that it's probably why it works so well. Um, yeah, that passion shows. It's like everything that's like so that could have been so cheesy about these movies just work really well. And I think that like on paper, this is like a bad idea to just like do a, a Rocky seven slash Rocky reboot with Apollo's son. That sounds terrible, but like, it's really, really great somehow. And so it's, it's kind of wild that it works as well as it does. I think that that exact summation of the movie is why I wasn't that interested in seeing it when it came out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, let's do Rocky again with Apollo Creed's uh, bastard child. That doesn't sound that good to me. And yeah. I was, I think I was surprised. It sounds like a cash grab. Yeah. And I think I was thinking about this the other day is, um, you know, we've talked about on this podcast how frustrating it is to see these like cheap reboots come down the pipeline or for Jake sequels. I mean, I share in that frustration. <laughs> it's not frustrating for Scott, I think is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. But more often than not, they're just so bad. But like this with like a couple other uh, notable films that have come out recently, I think of like Top Gun Maverick, like they can be done well. I think you just need to get a filmmaker who like one is proficient in like being a filmmaker, but also has like a deep love and respect for like the franchise, the IP that he is tackling. Um, and so 
I think this is uh, uh, it kind of proves that point. I, I think uh, I think that yeah, there, there's there's a lot of remakes where honestly I feel like uh, they absolutely hate the thing that re- they're remaking, and I'm like, why? Like the the thing that comes to mind right now is Snow White. I don't know why they're remaking Snow White. Everybody involved with the production of the Snow White remake seems to have utter disdain <laughs> for the original Snow White. Oh yeah, and it's, it's almost like, like let's correct Snow White, and, and it's like if you think it's that bad, then don't leave do it, it behind. Yeah, leave it alone. Don't make it again. Yeah. Like, I don't understand the mindset of, of pulling this out. I guess just for money is the only thing. I Yeah, I think it's for money, and I think it's to sometimes reestablish, uh, reestablish, like, reset the clock on their IP. Yeah. You know, like, if they can keep resetting the clock by, you know, putting out a new thing, then they get to hold on to that IP for another X amount of time, yeah. you know? I just, I guess all that is to say is I'm glad that this wasn't what Snow White is probably going to be. Totally. I don't know. I haven't seen Snow White. Totally. I can't pass judgment. But hey, it might be good. I don't think it can be good if you hate what you're remaking. Like, I just don't think you can make a good thing that way. <laughs> but I might be wrong. I I will say, you know, they, they, they say that uh, love and hate uh, spring from the same well. So maybe. Isn't know. that what Tom on Parks and Rec says he says to get girls to like him? Maybe. But but that is a real thing that people say. <laughs> Scott, you seem to indicate that you don't think that Sylvester Stallone is a very good actor in this. Was that I wasn't saying in this, I was just saying in general. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think this was probably one of the best performances I've seen from him for sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. It could just be his like super punchable face. <laughs> you think he's got a super? I mean, I guess he got punched it, in a lot of his. It's movies. a very punched face. <laughs> it yeah, you know? it has I mean, been, it's, yeah. it's nowhere near Andy Circus for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I like Andy Circus is ugly. You, you think he's got a punchable face? <laughs> yeah, th- like like, th- like his face just has like a certain amount of like flatness to it, deformation that, that looked like it would just your fist would fit really nice right there. For me, do you know who I think has the most punchable face in Hollywood? Who? Rami Malek. I feel like he's just got such a punchable face. Is it? It's. The, I don't think he has a punchable face. I think you want to punch him. Yeah. No, I don't I know. Think it's, I, think I think part of the reason I don't like him is because I think he has a punchable face. I think it's the dead-eyed grin. Could I be. think that's what it, it could is be. that makes you want to punch him. Because <laughs> he has this big grin, but just nothing going on behind those eyes. And it just feels very punchable. I have zero criteria. I was it's just, just going to ask, like, what's the criteria you guys are dealing with here? I just, because I look at it and I think, man, I, that looks like that would be just, good to punch. So, like, more so, it's just like, these people have irritating faces that you would like to punch. I don't even know that that's it. Because I, I wouldn't be able to think, like, what makes a face punchable or not. I don't yeah. think I think through those terms, like, that guy is a punchable face. I think about like it's because you're a little beta boy. Part of maybe it is <laughs> soy boy. <laughs> I've never punched anyone in the face. I really? think sometimes. Are you shocked by that? I'm a, a little bit. Have you punched someone in the face? Yeah. Who have you punched in the face? <laughs> I got in a lot of fights in elementary school. <laughs> what? I feel like that's more shocking than me never punching anyone in the face. You were a little bad boy. I I feel like I got in one or two fights a year in elementary school. Why? I don't know. Did they have punchable faces? Uh. One of them did. <laughs> I think you want to say his name on, on the pod? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, people just liked me. Yeah? Yeah. That's interesting. I was What's able to like? talk my way out of it. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty nice. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't know that I was trying to talk my way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just throwing hands? Maybe. <laughs> wow. I was a rambunctious little guy. It sounds like it. Yeah. 
<laughs> you guys ever punched anyone in the face? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I've also been punched in the face. I don't know if I've ever full force punched someone in the face. What? How were you under or over 12 years old? Over. Right over. around right around 12 years old. Okay. Somewhere between 11 and 13. I was under 12. I punched a kid in high school. He was eight. Oh, I definitely was. I definitely school. punched kids in elementary school too. In the face, there was a there was a kid. But in I don't high really school. count. Yeah, they're those. little troublemakers. Yeah. No, there's. I was defend like in my mind. I thought I was defending someone. Uh, there was a a boy in high school who told one of the girls in our class that she looked like a dude. Yeah, and you and did. she started crying, and so like I he started like I was I was like Nah, man, that's not cool. And he's like basically was like f you uh-huh and i wasn't about it and so wow. i after class like tackled him to the ground and told him not to do it again just and punched him in the face reinforced it and he avoided me forever after that <laughs> i bet i'm sure he did nice so i i got on i got in like playground scuffs i was definitely a bad kid in elementary school mm. i was definitely a troublemaker i hung out with the wrong crowd uh there's a couple scenes in this movie <laughs> that um, where Sly, his acting literally makes me emotional. What were they? I can tell you right now. When Sly gets his diagnosis, uh-huh. uh, the locker room, like five minutes after that, mm-hmm. uh-huh. when he says, I would take every great thing about my life, put it in a bowl, and trade that for one more day with my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he is in jail with Adonis, when he goes to try to get Adonis out of jail. And Adonis blows him off. And then in the ring, which uh, precedes, I think, maybe one of the most hype moments in any movie I've ever seen. Actually, like, that whole, like, ten minutes, even what comes before that, is so freaking good. It's one of my most, like, rewatchable scenes on YouTube. Yeah. I feel like for... I'm not disagreeing, but I would say how I interpret all those things was it was incredible writing. Sure. I think... yeah. Like the writers did a fantastic job. I thought the dialogue was really, really well written, and he just didn't mess it up. I feel like you're selling him short. I, I like a lot. I think you need both. You need both to be operating on on all cylinders yeah. to to really sell it. Because I tell you what, if I delivered those lines, would have sucked. You, I think <laughs> you would have messed it up though. Like I'm saying, like he delivered like so an adequate like performance. Is is not being excellent then messing it up? Because no. then I guess we're agreeing. No, I think what Scott's saying is that the... I think there are people that could have done it better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, sure, I'm not saying that he's the only person who could have ever done this. I think, I think probably he's the a only long... person that could have ever been Rocky in this movie, yeah. I think there's well, I mean, probably if, a, a yeah, decent-sized I mean, list of people who could have done it better. I, yeah, I'm not saying he's, like, the best actor necessarily even for the part um, or in the world by any means. What I'm just saying is I think that he was really good in this movie. That you can like, be good and not the best. That he acted excellently. And I think, to disprove your point, I think when Rocky's finding out that he has cancer, he's doing a lot of acting without delivering any dialogue, and I think it's very powerful. I I agree, uh, in part because, like, again, like I was like, oh, yeah, I want to, like, rewatch him do something else recently. And just even like looking at those two parts side by side intentionally, like he really, he, I agree. He did a lot, especially in that hospital scene. I remember watching it back this time thinking in that moment, like, wow, that was, that was actually some really good 
convincing acting. And I really thought in that moment, like, man, he really has, whether it's because he's a good actor or not, or it's because he just wrote this character. Like he knows this character so intimately that I really felt like watching this movie. I never, to your joke earlier, Zach, like I never felt like I'm watching Sylvester Stallone. I feel like I'm watching Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> yeah, no, I think I agree. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think Scott is selling him a little short here. <laughs> yeah, maybe I am. I think every time I see Sylvester on Sylvester Stallone on screen, I think about his acting. Like, mm. it, like I don't know if I've seen a performance of his that hasn't like at least pulled me out a little bit. Interesting. That's fair. I mean, I think he's even good, and maybe it's because I mean, I'll stand by that. I think that he's actually acting excellently in this film. But even the the prior ones, maybe I'm just unable to divorce Sly from Rocky. Like those characters are just one and the same to me. Um, and maybe in some of the like not as good Rockies, you know, his like I wouldn't say his acting is great. But like when I think back to like Rocky one, I feel like he did a good job. Like I feel yeah. like he sold me on a very unique character. Oh, yeah. That I would really have a hard time seeing anyone else in that role. And and all of this really does, even especially in that like scene that you're talking about where it's so it's a very nuanced scene because he's really not saying much, but the camera's on him for a while. Um, it really is uh, interesting to me and impressive that he's able to, he's, he's been able to like truly develop this, this character that just came out of his head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That he's been able to develop that character so convincingly over so many years where that scene feels very natural coming out of Rocky one. Like if you just went finish Rocky one and watch that scene, all these years later, decades later, since this actor has played that role, that it still feels like the same character. Yeah. And it's all the more impressive because he probably can't move his face that much. Right. All no. Surgery. He's totally. <laughs> totally. That's another thing that adds to punchability in the face. By uh-huh. the way. Sure. That, that's fair. Plastic surgery. Uh-huh. Um, we've talked about a couple other components of this movie that uh, I think worked really well. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. I know, Tyler, you've already kind of talked about how much you enjoyed the music. Um, it, did, did you guys, Jake and Scott, did you guys have any thoughts on on the soundtrack? I think I, I liked it. I liked the you know, bringing in the, the old stuff. And then I liked the, I don't, I don't think I had anything in particular other than I, I liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. I think um, Ryan Coogler, I know he's not the one who's like doing the music directing, but like, I think he always chooses the right people. Like everything I've seen him direct has had excellent music. Uh It's something that's obviously important. Yeah. Like he, I I know he has to like work hand in hand with whoever his music directors are. Like, I think he does a great job of, of that. Um, I, there was one scene that we had already actually kind of talked about a little bit that I didn't like resonate with. I thought the music was good, but it was the scene where he's running and then like all the quads and bike and everything is behind him. It felt a little cheesy to me, to be honest, super cheesy. It just didn't really bug me that much. Uh, it was just kind of like, why? Like it didn't inspire me at all. Like, once again, this is like a movie that's over two hours. Like, I feel like there's some things like that where maybe it could have been pulled out. I understand it's like, it's building a little bit of like, he's a fighter like that has like, 
common people around him. I think that's what it is. I think it's reconnecting with like the, because he's a California boy that's developing Philadelphia roots. Like the the city's behind him. Yeah, right. Yeah, it just, it felt funny. And and I feel like if Rocky 2 didn't have the scene where Rocky's running down and you have half the kids in Philadelphia running behind him, then then the scene in Creed wouldn't be in it. Like it to me, it felt like a callback to that. Scene. Right. Right. Sure. But we already established Rocky two through four were fun to watch, but not critically good. No, but that's in the first one. That's in Rocky. One. Oh, okay. I, I have, I have a, a semi music related question. What do you guys think about the choice to use like a song that you wrote as a makeout jam by Tessa Thompson? You know what? So scenes that I think could have been cut, that's the scene that would have been cut. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything douchier than making out to your own music. Well, and then even Bianca's just like, should we do this? Like, right? Like your uncle's upstairs and he's like, it's fine. And it's like, I feel like that's a little disrespectful. Yeah. Especially because honestly, like they kind of just met. Yeah. yeah. I, like they don't know each other that well. This is not your home. It's a little presumptuous to just assume like hey, he's cool with it. That's yeah. kind of Adonis's entire mo the whole movie. That though. might be That's, in just, character. He You're just, right. He just assumes familiarity a little bit too much. Yeah, maybe it's not an issue with the writing, and it's just a moral issue I have with that decision. Because <laughs> uh, like even like you know the first time he does it, he walks up to the van. He's like, "Yo, Unc." Yo, Unc. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, did you just call me Unc? He's like, yeah, I figure we're like family. And yeah. he's like, I guess I can live with it. <laughs> he's like, oh. yeah. Don't you want this? I got it in the cloud. What cloud? <laughs> I had a couple notes about the movie. That was definitely one of them. But then right after that, I have a note that I don't understand. Uh, that just is wild turtle shot. Can Do you guys know what that means? Yeah. Rocky. Uh, oh. He owned turtles and he'd always go to... Um, Adrian's pet shop to pick up turtle food and that's like how he developed a relationship with his with the character who becomes his wife and so in Rocky 1 he has turtles and you see him feeding them so it's just kind of like another still call. has okay. he I still think it's just turtles. something I didn't remember if if it you didn't realize it was an easter egg it'd be a really weird thing to like focus on yeah, yeah. I also have I have one other note and I don't know if this is a little bit iffy but uh <laughs> Do you guys think Rocky looked a little bit weird during that the scene where they met scene that we played? Uh, do you guys think that there's any chance that um, he immediately thought it was Apollo's son and just didn't want to be racist? <laughs> <laughs> because that's kind of the vibe. I got. <laughs> Maybe it's just because he's an old man and I'm projecting that on. Yeah, him. right. Yeah, uh, I did not but ever. Just a funny thought I had. Just a funny thought I had. I want to get back to the music a little bit because Scott, you had talked about. Ryan Coogler's films always having really good music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I guess I'd have to bring up with Black Panther. I know that he kind of commissioned Kendrick Lamar to write some original music and then bring in some other artists to collaborate on, on some original music that was done for that. I think he did something similar with Black Panther too. Mm-hmm. But the non, like, um, I guess like, mo- like the more like score-esque aspect of of his films, um, the music in his films have all been done by Ludwig Gronson, mm. who's uh, a composer that Tyler and I, well, and Tyler and I have a, kind of an interesting relationship with him. Mm. We've seen him perform a couple times mm-hmm. together. Um, he wrote a lot of music with Childish Gambino and would perform it with him. And so we've been able to see him perform. And as someone, I, I feel like we both kind of watched his career. Oh yeah. Go from like, he's an unknown guy to now he just scored Oppenheimer. You know, and 
may win the Oscar for it, which is really crazy. Um, but I think that he did a really good job, and I think that his score in Creed's really impressive. I love that he was able to take uh, motifs from the original score, from Bill Conti's score, um, and kind of incorporate them into this. Um, I think more than anything, I love that we we did actually get like the Rocky horns at the end of the at fight. the very end, yeah, uh, which is just brings me back to like the most hype scene. Um, I just love that scene so much. Uh, I would have been incredibly bummed if we didn't get them. Yeah. And I was really bummed that we didn't get him in Creed 3. Yeah. Uh. Or really any Rocky. Yeah. Right? He was not in it. And I think that's... He's not even mentioned. That's why it's my least favorite. Even though I like the movie, but just... I thought Rocky died. No, they... they uh, at, at the end of Rocky... Spoiler alert. Uh, but at the end of Rocky 2... Uh, I'm sorry, Creed 2. At the end of Creed 2... Uh, Creed wins in his uh, big match and Rocky's last words in the franchise is it's your time now. And then the camera just pans down behind him observing the ring and with Creed across the back and then like cuts to black. So he's, done. Like, he's not going to be in. He's not going to be. And, and seriously, in Creed 3, his name is never even mentioned once. Like, they just move on from him. Wow. And it wasn't even actually, um, like, he wasn't necessarily written out of the series, but, uh, and, and Sly's been really, like, vague about this, but in, in some interviews that he had done um, right around the time of Creed 3, it was more of, like, a dispute that he had with one of the producers um, who I think had been involved in previous Rocky movies as well. Uh, and, and I don't know what happened with them, but Rocky basically refuses to be a part of the franchise going forward as long as that dude's involved. And he said, like, I have no issue with Michael B. Jordan. I like the direction that he's taking things. I think he's doing a really good job. But for some reason, he has an issue with this one producer guy. And, and That's an interesting decision by the studio to be like, if we've got to choose between some producer... In Sylvester Stallone to be in the Rocky to franchise, be Rocky, yeah, uh, <laughs> insane. That I don't know. I think maybe this guy would be maybe the ones making that decision. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. It rock it Sly again. Sly. Sorry. Yeah. Also, if like the studio is like going all in on uh, Michael B. Jordan, like at some point you do have to divorce yourself from the old. I think that uh, just like in this movie, where they think that Rocky is going to put butts in seats for the fight. Sylvester Stallone is going to put butts in seats in the movie. A hundred percent. Like for, that, that, for that any... makes until he, if, if he does that until he dies, people will go see it because he's in it. Yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right. Uh, it's, it's weird though. Like, cause movies get made in different ways. And a lot of the time it's not actually the studio that's really putting up the money for it. Uh-huh. It's producers. Interesting. Um, that are financing it. And so if the person paying for it, you know, you have a problem with them, then you're kind of just at an impasse because that guy's not going to like budge like and he's the one putting up the money like. Huh. Uh, what'd you guys think of the fight choreography? I like or it. even just the fight scenes. I loved the last fight scene. Actually, I liked all the fight scenes. I like I love a boxing movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm. Honestly, I like boxing. I don't know why I don't watch it. I like to watch old boxing matches, but I don't. I don't think I've ever watched a fight live. Um, but I liked it. I I thought it was really good. I could have used some more like um, air punches with like massive head 
swings back. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, like I didn't feel like there was enough homage to Rockies <laughs> 1 through 4. <laughs> like there was too many... It like looked hits. too it realistic. Looked too real. yeah, yeah, too yeah, yeah. many fists actually hit face or got close to <laughs> it. You know, uh, like it should have been at least two, three feet away. It's funny that you say that. I was listening to an interview with, with Michael B. Jordan, and he was talking about that one scene where um, where he gets punched and he goes down, and it's slow mo when he's falling to the ground. He actually took a, a legitimate punch in that scene, and I guess it was the kind of thing where Sly was just like, "Hey, like." You got to take a punch at some point. Like it's going to happen, dude. Well, almost like it was a rite of passage. Like you have to let this happen. Take your lumps. And he, and Michael said like Ryan couldn't legally say you, you're taking this. Yeah. yeah. But he also was just like, oh, if it happens. It, yeah. And, and Sly was just like, it's got to happen, man. You got to let it. <laughs> <laughs> and so like he legitimately socked him. And uh, so he, it, you know, literally took that punch. Yeah. Good for him. Honestly. Yeah. Can I say though, in in the fight scene, what I did think was so is such an interesting choice, and and not something that I think should have been done in real life, but would have been a very unsatisfying ending. Was you know he's very hurt, and his eye is completely uh, shut, and the ref is trying to get him out of the fight, and then Sylvester's like, "I watched Apollo die in the ring. I can't let you die in the ring." And then they help him cheat the ref. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like tapping on his tapping neck is, with the yeah. number of fingers. I was uh, like, are you kidding me? You're going to let him die like his father? <laughs> what? What an insane choice. He yeah. was he was holding the towel there at the end. I think he was ready to go. I mean, but. yeah, and he was trying to talk Adonis out of it, but Adonis wanted to do it because he's an adult man. Well, and I think Rocky's one of those people, though, that it's like he he's going to try to get you to make the right choice before, but once you're in, you're in, you're in. Yeah. yeah. And I think you resonated with what he said. I, it, and, I mean, and that does prove to be true by the way, in Creed two, that that is part of his uh, relationship with Adonis even. Yeah, and I, I think he really resonates with what Adonis says when Adonis says like, I got to do this. And he's like, why? And he's like, I have to prove that I'm not a mistake. I think Rocky, like in that moment, is like, okay, like you're right. Like, let's do this. Well, because I think it was such a, like, that was always Rocky's journey to every fight, you know, was, was, you know, braced by that, like kind of something yeah. to prove to himself, you know? Um, and I, I think he, I think he saw, he saw him in that moment and was like, yeah, I, I get you. I get that. Yeah, for sure. I, I loved the all the fight choreography. I thought it was really good. Um, I actually think it gets better. Like, I think it's better in the second, and I think it's the best out of the entire franchise in Creed III, hmm. um, the fight choreography, um, and how they're shooting it and everything like that, some of the decisions that they're making. It's pretty hard to top that that first fight in Philly, though. I mean, it's, it's really good. It's really, it really good. good. And, and we've talked about one-shot's on the podcast before and how a lot of times directors can get creative to cheat. And Ryan swears that like they didn't cheat, that that was all one true shot, which is insane. It's crazy. I mean, I feel like everyone involved that has to take so much work. And like, I, I can't imagine how you can think through like, this is when he's going to punch this way. So this, I have to dodge this way and keep track of like, a hundred of those punches and just all the choreography involved is I can't even, I can't even fathom how you do that. Yeah. And that's not even to consider all of the like blocking that you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Super cool. 
No, I, I, I really liked this. What do you guys think about, uh, I'm, I'm just going to call him, uh, oh geez. Now I'm even blanking on the, I'm just going to call him, uh, remember the Titans. Uh, oh, Duke's son, Duke's son. He's a character that I like that gets more screen time going forward. And I like that character. Sorry. Is he, he's the, like the gym, the, like the guy that told Adonis he wouldn't train him at the very oh, beginning. Yeah. 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 At Mickey's gym. I don't think I had very many thoughts about him, honestly. Yeah, he is Zach's right. He's a character that has a lot more influence in the coming movies. Um, but uh, I, he just is not an actor that's gotten a lot of work before. And so I always like to see him when I get to see him, you know? Yeah, me too. Do you know who I did like? And I feel like this is such a minor character, but for some reason I liked was uh, the British guy's trainer. And I had seen him in the Witcher show, which sucks, but I like him in that. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that I didn't show, know him that, from anything. That show's terrible. I like him and I like uh, Henry Cavill. And that's the only reason I've watched all three seasons. Also, uh, I just want to say it's he's not a trainer at Mickey's gym. He's a trainer at Apollo's gym. I just want to correct that because I know people personally who love to get upset. Who will get upset about that. Make yeah. Mistakes. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really important <laughs> I'm going to make more mistakes. It's a really important distinction. They'll get mad at you. Good. And it's not even Apollo's gym. It's Duke's gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It has like Apollo's silhouette <laughs> right. on it. Right. <laughs> but I did, um, I had one other question. Uh, maybe this Delphi. is where, where my, the name of the gym. My, my memory of the Rocky franchise is failing me. Why, why is Apollo, why is everybody like, oh, he's the greatest of all time. Uh, when he got murdered in the ring by Ivan Drogo. <laughs> like just destroyed. Yeah, but. Well, I mean. When you talk about like someone as being the greatest of all time, you're talking about in their prime. You're not talking about like when they was he past his prime at that point. Yes, way past his prime. He had like retired and came out of retirement to fight him. Okay, this is I think where my memory is failing me of Rocky. And I maybe I'm misremembering, but I even think a component of the movie is like he's not really taking it that seriously. He's not. I know he's not very hard. Right? It was no. It was a paycheck. Yeah. It was was just a. It was just an exhibition fight. Uh Like they were both. Kind of supposed to be kind of pulling their punches. It was like for charity, basically. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a yeah. red shirt match. And Drago's yes, right. like taking roids and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he like went straight for the head. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I know that's what you're supposed to do, but yeah, he went. Yeah, it was a kill shot. He, yeah, I mean, if he dies, he dies. You know, he he did not care. I will break him. Uh, Scott, more spoilers. Uh, the plot of Creed Two. Even Drago's son. No way. You yeah. really didn't know that? No. I had okay. no idea, honestly. Yeah. Victor Drago, dude. It is That's sick. It I is, kinda wish I would have found out that, in the movie. That would have been hype. It's legendary, honestly. That's why I think to be honest with you, I think it's why it cracked into my top ten favorite movies of all time is because Rocky Four is my favorite. Like Ivan Drago is my favorite villain by far. Uh and so to have him return with his son. Oh, yeah. how funny. I, I know this. This can't be what they have written. Uh, but how funny would it have been if Michael B. Jordan killed uh, Ivan killed Drago's son killed, in the ring? Victor Do you Drago. know how much funnier it would have been if Ivan Drago's son killed Michael B. Jordan in the ring? Oh. <laughs> Why would that have been funnier? Because they just did it again. <laughs> this is the same thing. They would, be, they would be persona non grata in the United States. They would be like, you killed our two favorite fighters. Yeah, that'd be the funniest in thing in the world. In this blood me. feud. <laughs> uh, 
Oh man. Any, anything else that like particularly worked or didn't work for you guys? I don't think I have anything else. Yeah. I'm, I love this movie. I'm so glad they made it and I'm so glad that, uh, they, they gave me fan service in a way that didn't feel, uh, like, uh, condescending i think yeah like they didn't condescend to fans Mm-mm. which i really i really appreciated a lot i was gonna say as much as i didn't like how they handled like apollo's story like making him have the affair and everything i i really loved what they did with his wife mm-hmm. and like bringing in this kid even though it wasn't hers oh yeah marianne uh-huh. is such a such a great character mm-hmm yeah. And like the way like she came full circle and like even sent him the shorts at the end. Oh everything. yeah. Oh yeah. That's like you are his son. That's awesome. When he gets the shorts. Uh, I really didn't have an issue with Creed having an affair and then having a son by that woman. And it almost felt like that's aged kind of well in an era where like any given figure in entertainment, it all it takes is like a couple accusations to come out. And then the next thing you know, like they're just, I mean, at best, their reputation is tarnished. At worst, they're completely canceled. Um, it felt kind of realistic. Yeah. Once again, I don't think it felt unrealistic. I just didn't like it for the character. <laughs> I just, you were just sad for Apollo's memory. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it just, it hurts like his character, like in the older movies. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You just, you, you, uh, you, uh, if it if it's a real thing, you felt the the betrayal from the character a little bit. Like, oh, dude, you know, yeah, the heck, you yeah. know, like if you're taking on face yeah. value. Same way with Jake when he found out about like Danny Masterson, right? Do you think I care <laughs> at all <laughs> about that '70s show? <laughs> he seems like, like someone that you would be like one of your favorite people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm super insulted. <laughs> In light of all the news, that is pretty insulting <laughs> yeah. to say. Hide? That was all for Patreon. Hide to see that on that face 70s show. <laughs> that soured up, uh-huh. incredulous, <laughs> yeah. betrayed, hurt uh, face. That hurts. It's going to take me a full week to get over that. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, what do you guys say we put this one to bed? Yeah, I think, uh, Zach, you're up first. I'm going to give this uh, 9.3 punchable faces. I'll give this uh, 8.2 uh, uh, dead dads. <laughs> All right. uh, I'll give this 8.4 bastard children. And I'm going to give this uh, 8.9 uh, probably multi-million dollars Mustangs lost in a fight. All right. This comes out to 87%. That comes out to movie number 25 out of 148. All right. So once again, the other guys gave this, or I'm sorry, Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 95% and IMDb gave it a 7.8. 7.6. Oh, 7.6. So we're right in the middle there. Yeah. Coogler knows what he's doing. And I'm excited to see him do a non-Black Panther movie. Yeah, I... I've liked everything I've seen from him, but I haven't definitely haven't seen all of his stuff. And he seems like he's still a relatively new filmmaker. Yeah. So I'm excited to see him make more and like intake more of what he's putting out. 
Did you, I feel like at one point you nominated Fruitvale Station. I did, but then it got replaced with Fast yeah, 4. One of them. <laughs> one Love of the that fast. you had to remember which Fast <laughs> yeah, was. I tried to, I because I, when I pull them back next year, I wanted to be like, oh yeah, this one was like replaced by this one. <laughs> um, I, I've thought about pulling it back. Yeah, it's and a good movie. I, I haven't seen it, but yeah. So, well, it's a we true story, a, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so maybe I will. Uh, I think my calendar's already full for next year, though. Oh, so my gosh. Have to reflect it's not set in else. stone. Wow. I think, Tyler, you're the only one who hasn't added theirs. Well, I always go last because I let you guys do your thing, and then I try and, like, balance out our recording sessions. Uh, and for all of our uh, Patreons out there, we might post this list uh, once it's full so you guys get a sneak peek of all the things coming out. Yeah. I think it's patrons, not Patreons. Yes. Did I say Patreons? Yeah. Our patrons on Patreon. I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll see what the guys think. Uh, I I think that our uh, patron community, uh, I think they should get, like, we can post this. I think they get to get, like, at least one veto or something like that. They can veto. I don't have to listen, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> they they can, can give me it. feedback that I will ignore. <laughs> uh, one thing we could do also is just introduce a Patreon rating. Like our oh, patrons yeah. get to rate a movie and then we can talk about that. We can include well. that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. Uh, so you can figure out what we're going to do with that uh, with us together uh, by subscribing to Patreon. Uh, so you could find that at patreon.com slash rotten potato pod. Yep. Uh, and hey, if you're not following us on social media, you should you should definitely do that. So uh, follow us on Instagram also at rotten potato pod. Uh, but that's going to do it for this one. Where are we going next week, Scott? Oh, uh, I think next week the ox coming out. Oh, the ox is the spooky is season? Out. I think it's, we're in no, the spooky it, it, season. His, it's not coming out. Yeah, it's, it's always been out. out. The, it's I, always the ox out. has been out no, since literally Creed 2 is October 2nd release. Oh, so the ox, Creed 1. The, uh, the ox, ox came in. back in momentarily. It's, it's just been for in today. literally every year we've had five releases in october you mean really? the, you mean it's the so over the ox has always been in the oct is always in for there. one of the five weeks i didn't know that i think we've been jake and i've been saying that it's out yeah and it's, well, been it's in. gonna be out zach it look, will be out. zach look at me it's the ober second <laughs> okay <laughs> it really is <laughs> yeah. okay i can get on board with that yeah. <laughs> so what's uh they say the oct is out yeah it's over <laughs> yeah. Scott, it's you're like i got it over. i just didn't like it's it all over yeah, we're going to sleepy hollow next week sleepy hollow uh this is uh our second tim burton slash uh uh johnny, what's his name johnny, johnny depp, depp. Yeah, oh, Tim Burton did this. That's a bummer. Yeah, we talked about this on Pod last time. I don't think I remember. <laughs> and you talked about how out. you were going to be disappointed because it's Tim Burton. You haven't seen it yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. Okay, it's my last one. All right. Well, we will see you guys uh, in Spooktober. Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.